0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Tuesday was cut-down day to the 53-man roster, and after practice, we heard from tackle Jake Curran, the lone 2021 undrafted free agent to make the 53-man roster, and he talked about what it was like waiting to hear if he had made the team. I didn't get a
1: call yesterday, so I knew that was a good thing, and then uh, I just came in this morning and... uh, I was kind of just watching the clock for, for the whole little bit, but around 11 o'clock, uh, Coach Salari gave me a call, um, congratulated me, and I felt a whole lot more relaxed after 11 o'clock today. I'm usually the kind of guy where it's like I did what I can do, um, and at that point, it's out of my hands, uh, and that's how I was until it started getting closer and closer, and then it was like, you know, it was building up a little bit, but at the same same time, you know, end of the day, nothing I could
0: have done at this point, so... Um, Just did what I could and ended up here. Curran also spoke about what his mentality has been this off season in trying to make the team as an undrafted free agent.
1: I knew I was better than what happened in the draft. I think, uh, honestly, a lot of the teams probably knew I was better than that, but other circumstances that I couldn't control, you know, it's the same sort of thing. A lot of that was out of my hands. I did what I could do. um, And I knew that wherever I was gonna end up going, I was gonna be able to give myself a shot and compete. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it means a lot. I never doubted that, that I had the ability to get up here and compete with these guys. Um, and when I got my opportunity, I showed that I could.
0: Curran said it was a medical issue with his heart that caused him to fall outside of the seven rounds of the draft. And he says he's now been through multiple tests to assure him and the team. It's not a concern when it comes to playing football. And so we move on to some unrelated front office news, as we heard from Quandre Diggs on Tuesday about what some have called a hold-in.
2: I wouldn't necessarily call it a statement, you know. I would just say I had to, a couple of things that I had to get cleared up for myself, you know, business-wise, just like the team business-wise, they have stuff that they have to do. And it was just something I had to do to, you know, protect myself just as the team protect themselves. You know, I mean, I got a family to feed also. So for me, I had to make the best decision for me. and. Like I said, I wouldn't say it was a statement. I mean, I'm grateful to be here. And I tell you guys that all the time. Like, I'm grateful to be here. I'm blessed to be a Seahawk. So, for me, um, I just think it was, I wouldn't say a reset, but it was some things that I needed to patch up on my end um, to get figured out. As soon as it's, you know, done, signed, sealed, delivered, you know, I'll be back at practice. But, I mean, it's nothing, I wouldn't call it a hold-in. I would say I'm just getting some things cleared up and I'll be back out with my teammates pretty soon.
0: Diggs went on to say whether or not he would miss the opening game against the Indianapolis Colts if his contract situation isn't sorted out by then. Me and Pete, we had a talk, you know, what I mean, so
2: the front office, everybody upstairs understands, my coaches, my teammates, they all understand. So um, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, what I mean, um, of course, I want to be out there practice. It's not like I don't. I didn't come to camp to practice, not practice, you know, and just do that. But um, like I said, I don't think it's a whole I think. Um, Soon as this issue is cleared up, you know it'll be ready to go. At the end of the day, I'm like I said, I'm grateful to be a Seahawk, and um, I'm gonna be here. So, um, for, so I'm just saying, I think I'll be out there ready to play the first game of the season. I think you guys see me at practice uh, pretty shortly.
0: Diggs said that his relationship with Carroll has not been strained at all during the process.
2: Trust me, Pete. He backed me with the, the not the decision. I would say to miss practice, but he knew what I needed to do and. Um, he was all for it. And I mean, you know, Pete, he's a player's coach. So at the end of the day, you know I mean? He understood that I had to go get that situation
0: handled. So this is what it sounds like to me. Based on Diggs' comments today, based on Diggs' comments on Twitter, I think they're really close to having a deal done of some sort. And so we're just not going to have to worry about it that far going forward. Hopefully Dwayne Brown is next. Hopefully we can get all these questions around contracts squared away before the season starts and we can go into this week one of the regular season with uh, no other questions and moving on to football related questions Diggs talked a little bit about how he felt about the seahawks new policy on having veterans sit out the preseason
2: we didn't play last year either what we started out was six and one seven and one whatever it was so um i mean i mean for some young guys it's good but i mean I'm year seven, bro. Like, I know how to play ball. I know how to get myself ready. And um, I think a lot of other guys feel that way also. So um, I think, you know, whatever whatever Pete and and the coaching staff have planned, we just go with that plan. And, you know, I mean, that's what they wanted to do with us.
0: Diggs also talked about his relationship with former Lions teammate Matthew Stafford, who he's now going to be playing twice a year in divisional games.
2: He was one of of my first fans in the building. You know, like I tell you guys, I was. Pick two hundred, so you know what I mean he would literally tell coaches like I see him flashing across the field, he's making plays here, and he would talk to me at the practice like maybe how I should play something a little different. um So he was, I mean, he was one of I was one of his favorites, you know what I mean, so he kind of went to bat for me, and it was kind of cool to see, you know what I mean Matthew Stafford looking out for a six round draft pick, like that's cool.
0: And the third Seahawks player we saw up on the podium today. Was Diggs' secondary counterpart, DJ Reed. Reed clarified the injury situation that has kept him out for the past few weeks.
3: I had a hip strain, so just I practiced and, um, yeah, just did like a regular re step and just pulled on me a little bit. Tried to go out there another play, and it, it was super aggravated, so I knew that I strained it. MRI confirmed that. So that's what it was, was dealing with that. And, yeah, took me out of training camp.
0: One of the biggest news items from Reed's presser is that he has now been moved to left cornerback where Akella Witherspoon had been starting during the preseason. And Trey Flowers sounds like he's slated to start on the right side.
3: Today they moved me at left corner, so Trey's at right. So, I mean, that's that's what I was told today. So, for me, you know, I just work here. So, they want me to play nickel. They want me to play corner on the right, corner on the left. I'm going to do it. So, that's just what it is.
0: He also gives us an important reminder that he wasn't just at right corner for the entire season last year. He played all over the field before ultimately settling on the right side when Shaquille Griffin was back on the field after missing four games.
3: I played left corner last year, so I played several games. Uh, That was actually, I was playing left corner. That was the first thing I played. Played nickel, then left corner, and then I played right corner towards the end of the season.
0: And finally, Reed was asked the question. And and Wilson wants me to play the clip where Reed talks about who his funniest teammates are, and I'm not gonna do it. You hear me, Wilson? I'm not doing it. I listened to the clip. Reed says Quandre digs, but he doesn't mention Nick Ballore. And now because all of this has started, this is a Nick Ballore house only. So if the player says anyone else, I'm not playing it. So that does it for this show. Be sure and check out FieldGoals.com. Mookie Alexander has his quick takeaways from the Seahawks' initial 53-man roster. John Gilbert was tracking these roster cuts throughout the day. Stan Taylor has an article about Sidney Jones and what he brings to the Seahawks at the cornerback spot. So maybe with Trey Flowers on the right side, that's not going to be permanent. I'm thinking thinking they brought in Sidney Jones ultimately to play on that right side. Jacksonville very deep. Now with Shaquille Griffin, Laviska Chenault, and so I think they could afford to trade away Sidney Jones to the Seahawks for a sixth-round pick, and I think that's who's ultimately they're going to have pegged, I think, for that right side. So there's going to be a competition there. For now, it seems like DJ Reed won that competition on the left side over Akela Witherspoon. It just goes to show you that Pete Carroll definitely wants the best guy on the team on that left spot, and that spot going to DJ Reed. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore con C-O-N-N. And I will be back here, Clinton Bonner and I, doing an episode of 3 in, 3 out. And we're changing the format a little bit for this one. You're going to want to tune in. Check it out. We're going to be breaking down the game against the Los Angeles Chargers from the weekend. Do not miss it. If you aren't already... Subscribe to the show, sbnation.com slash NFL podcast to subscribe to this show. You can tell your friends and that way they can check it out too. I'll be back here later on this week. We're going to have a lot more to talk about as we lead up to that week one matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. So until next time, go Hawks.